Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Miracle signs and wonders. Say it again, 915. Say miracle signs and wonders. Let's say this together. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing, if you will, for just a second. One quick scripture I want you to look at, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. Hebrews, that means God does enjoy the occasional cup of coffee because he brews. Read your Bible, church. It's right in there. For you have need of endurance. Just your neighbor say, stop quitting. For you have need of endurance. Touch that other neighbor and say, learn how to last. I come against every runner in spirit. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you can receive what's promised. Say this, say, after I obey, then I obtain. Father, I pray that you would customize, tailor make this simple yet profound word for us now, that you would answer every prayer, that you would speak to every situation, speak to every circumstance that's in this room today, and even that's watching or even listening on podcasts or replay. Today, Father, I pray that decisions will be made for people to become Christians and recommit themselves to you, and I pray that nothing would obstruct, nothing would hinder, nothing would block those decisions today. Father, I pray that your love would invade this place, your spirit would invade this place and that before we exit we would see tangible miracles signs and wonders and if you believe that i need you to put a praise in the atmosphere right now right there come on church if we'll praise and we'll stir up the realm of the spirit shout miracles shout signs shout wonders you can be seated. I'm going to teach for just a moment that the miracle is in your obedience. The miracle is in your obedience. We're in this series. I teach in series at Harvest Church because I actually want you to see results. I don't think church is something that we should just do out of ritual 
form and fashion, but it's something that we should get results from. It's something we should see results in. In fact, the gospel, say gospel. Gospel means good news. Well, the good news is that the bad news is wrong. The good news is that when we apply God's word, we're going to see results in our life. I need you to get excited because watch this. You're not just going to talk it. You're about to walk it. You're not just going to speak it. You're about to see it. You're not just going to talk about it. You're getting ready to be about it. Somebody say, I want results. So in this series, a teaching series, because I want us to get results, we're talking miracle signs and wonders. And we've learned that a miracle is a supernatural occurrence that's not limited to healing. Supernatural, super meaning beyond natural, meaning it's not a miracle if it has a natural explanation. But for you and I to experience a miracle, that means we also have to experience supernatural opposition. I need for you not to be mad about the things that look impossible. Those are the things that are about to prove to you that God is real. I need you not to be mad about the things that look impossible because God says your impossibility is getting ready to reveal to you that I am Emmanuel. Your impossible situation is getting ready to reveal to you that I am Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. I'm King of Kings. I'm Lord of Lords. I am the great I am. Anytime you're going to need a miracle, God says you're going to have to deal with a situation that looks impossible. So I need you right now to not be mad about it. In fact, I need you to be glad about it because God's about to throw his weight around in your life. Is there anybody that just believes this Bible that the same God that walked on water is alive today? The same God that parted the Red Sea is alive today? The same God is alive, shout today. He's a miracle worker, church. How do you know, Bishop? Watch this. You don't even know you're sitting next to proof that he's a miracle worker. After all the hell your neighbor has been through, after the betrayal, after the hurt, after the rejection, after the abandonment, they are still standing today. If you've never seen a miracle, just look your neighbor up and down because that's what a miracle looks like. Would you shake them and say, I'm a miracle. I'm a... I know he's a miracle worker because after you got abandoned, somehow you bounced back. After you were rejected, somehow you bounced back. After it looked like you had reached your end, somehow. Say, I am a miracle. I don't don't even need to read the Bible to know that they're real. I am one. Watch this, watch this. It, It means supernatural occurrence, not limited to healing. It literally defies the very laws of nature. Which means God says, it should be like this, but it's going to come out like that. It should be messed up, but somehow I'm going to make it up. It it should be a disaster, but somehow I'm going to turn it into something delightful. It it should be a total tragedy, but I'm going to turn it into a testimony. I say defy the laws of nature. You need to understand God specializes in defying the very laws of nature. He's he's not bound by the laws of nature that you and I are bound by. He's not even bound by time, which is why sometimes when you feel behind schedule, you need to not think that way. Why? Because while you and I are bound by time, God is not. Which means God says, listen, you're looking at a clock, but God says, I've got eternity. Which means don't you worry about your mistakes. Don't you worry about your past failures. Don't you worry about what you didn't do right. God says, if you still got breath in your body, I am not done with you yet. I need somebody in here to be excited about the fact that God ain't through with you. You and I all have messed up a lot before. Can we tell the truth? But baby, God ain't done with me yet. And watch this. I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God I'm not where I, he's not done with me yet. Can you give him five seconds of praise that he ain't done with you yet? Go. He ain't done, 915. He's not done. 
slap somebody high five and say, he's not done. That's good news because if you think he's done, you'll lose hope. If you think he's done, you'll say, why believe? If you think he's done, you'll say, why give? If you think he's done, you'll say, why go to church? If you think he's done, you'll think it's not worth it. I'm here to tell you, he's not done with you yet. He's ready to defy the very laws of nature for you. He'll make a role that wasn't even listed. He'll create a position they didn't even have. He'll change a rule that you didn't even know was set up against you. They'll rule one way and then somehow God will turn their heart and make them rule another way. Then, then a sign. A sign is something wonderful man can't take the credit for. So check it out. Miracle signs and wonders are supernatural occurrences that defy the laws of nature that you and I cannot take the credit for. Which means God says, you got to do, here's the first point of the message, you do everything you can do. And God says, I'm going to do everything you can't do. Now, this is important because sometimes, especially if you grew up in church. Anybody grow up in church? Anybody grow up old school church? All right, watch this. Here's sometimes what you were taught. Is that you do nothing but wait. And the Lord will do it. That's not Bible. That's not Bible. In fact, that, that, that's, that's so far from the truth that that's why many people get disillusioned with Christianity. It's because they were presented a Christianity that's not Bible. See, nowhere in this Bible do you just sit back and wait on God to do something. But listen, doesn't the scripture say wait on the Lord? The word wait in Hebrew means serve. <laughs> it means while I'm, wait, while, while I'm uh, in anticipation of him doing something, I'm going to wait on him like a waiter. I'm going to serve him. I'm I'm not just sitting back waiting on God to let my ship come in. Baby, while I'm waiting on it, I'm swimming toward it. Y'all not saying nothing. I'm, I'm not just sitting back being passive, but I'm doing everything I can do because God will do what I cannot do. So, 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 so is anybody in a situation right now that if God doesn't do it, it can't and won't be done? Anybody got a situation like that? that, that that's, that's most people. Where there, there are certain things in your life you can handle. There are certain things in your life like, I got that. But there are certain things in your life that God says, well, what you going to do about that? What you gonna be doing about that? How you gonna handle that? How you gonna deal with that situation? And God says, that's because, watch this, you'll never know he's got the ability to do them unless you require one. And here's how miracles work. Miracles work like this. You do what you can do. Hear me 915, you are not powerless. You are empowered. You're not some weak, some of the Christian songs tick me off because they're just so crazy. I'm just weak, weary, and poor. I'm not. That ain't Bible. Oh, I'm just a sinner. I'm not. The Bible says in Romans 4, he's made us all righteousness. That means he's made us in right standing with him, which means I'm not just some sinner saved by grace. No, that ain't Bible, baby. I'm the righteousness of God. Well, you don't do everything right. I know. Isn't that awesome? Because 2,000 years ago, he did it right so that he'd be able to cover what I did wrong. Watch me. Watch me. You're not powerless. You're empowered and God will do what you can't do and in the first few messages there's been one dominant theme that miracles require modifications would you say that miracles require modifications and we learned last Sunday from the rich young ruler that if we don't modify what we can see we'll miss the miracle we can't see because the rich young ruler he wouldn't obey Jesus instruction to sell what he had uh, so he didn't qualify for the hundredfold that he couldn't see now, this is important because if you were here Wednesday and here last Sunday, you saw let me give the example because Jesus says, sell what you have and give to the poor and then you have treasure in heaven. And the Bible says the rich young ruler walks away and he's sad because he has, watch this, he, his stuff has him. He doesn't have his stuff. 
He had attached his identity to his stuff. And that's a dangerous place to be because sometimes the only way for you to learn what you are absent your stuff is to lose your stuff. I need some of y'all to realize the reason you had to lose some stuff was so that Jesus could show you you're still something minus the stuff. You're still something minus the house, minus the car, minus the job. Is there anybody that can celebrate? Watch this. Not what you got, but what you lost. Why? Because it showed me that I'm still somebody minus my stuff. Your stuff does not make you because if stuff makes you, it can break you. Whatever can make you can break you. And you watch this. You're too valuable for a purse to make or break you. You're too valuable for a car to make or break you. You are too valuable for a house to make or break you. So, 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 so watch this. So watch this. Uh, he, he wouldn't obey Jesus' instruction <coughs> to sell what he had so he didn't qualify for the hundredfold a few verses down. What you don't have is because of what you won't do. I'm going to say it again. What you don't have is because of what you won't do. And many lose out because they won't listen up. Y'all quiet, I got? Okay, see, it's about to get quiet now. Seven o'clock. Don't die. I'm going to be in the job top tomorrow. <laughs> Cruising the streets. <coughs> I got a really warm city that's waiting for me. I pull up. Anticipating. Good church. <laughs> Don't keep me waiting. I got plans to lift my hands. Stop, stop, stop. This is not the 11:15. <laughs> You're like, what is he talking about? Don't worry about it. Here's how miracles work, 9:15. You have a situation. You have a situation that requires supernatural intervention. Okay? You have a situation that you can't solve on your own. So then what do you need after you have a situation? Now you need revelation. Revelation is the word or the instructions and the messages that you get. After I get revelation, what we learned Wednesday, I got to move to modification. See, the word isn't just there to comfort me, it's to challenge me. That's why I say things like, if you're offended, that's your offense. I'm not saying that to be abrasive. I'm saying that so that you realize, if it's really God's word, it should challenge us. It should cause us to say, wait a minute, maybe I need to look at this differently. Maybe I need to handle this differently. Maybe I need to do this differently. Maybe I need to view this differently. It should always challenge us, not just give us comfort, but it should challenge us. In fact, Jesus said it like this. He said he came to bring a sword, a sword cut stuff, which means what the word of God should do to us every time we hear it is that, watch this, at the same time it comforts us, it cuts us at the same time. Come on, I need some mamas in here that learn, baby, I can love you and whoop you at the same time. Y'all not saying nothing. Where the mamas at in here that you have to love your kids and whoop your kids at the... Okay, y'all don't want to talk to me. Obey your local, state, and federal laws, but the Bible says that if you use the rod, you'll keep them out of hell. That's the Bible. Obey your local, state, and federal laws. I know we live in a timeout type of... Ten, time, but listen, timeout... Listen. Okay. Obey your local, state, and federal laws situation then I need to get revelation so the woman with the issue of blood she's got a situation that she can't solve so what does she get she gets a revelation what's the revelation a rumor starts circulating that if you touch the hem of Jesus garment you can get healed so she got revelation so what did she do she then had modification she said well I gotta get to him I gotta modify my mentality so that I can go get to Jesus because the way I'm doing this isn't working for 12 years I've been doing it my way and my way is not working you know the craziest thing that we sometimes do is we'll keep doing it our way after knowing our way don't work 
you will keep finding the same type of man or the same type of woman or the same type of friends and you'll think you're going to have a different result with the same type of crazy. Baby, when you see crazy coming, you need to learn how to cross that street. <laughs> well, watch. She modified. And so she, she, she gets up to Jesus. And when she gets there, Jesus got a bunch of people around him. So she's like, well, let me get low. She says, because everybody else is trying to come at him. Let me get on my knees. I'm not too proud to beg. She says, I've spent everything I have. What do I have to lose now? Don't be the kind of person where God has to let you, watch this, get to empty before you finally get a revelation. The lady gets down on her knees, and as she gets down, she starts pressing through, pressing through, and she grabs the zit-zit of his garment, the hem, but it's the zit-zit. It was the tallit Jesus was wearing. She grabs it, and the Bible says that she felt in herself that she was healed. She got revelation, which made her make modifications. Modifications turned into applications. I can't just decide to change. I have to go do it. Listen, change is easy till it's time to do it. I wish I had a witness. Talking about the fast is great until you didn't have about as many beans. And in fact, you can't even sit at your desk no more because you just. You just flowing. Unobstructed. <laughs> Forgiving people is great until it's time to see them. Oh, I forgive them, hallelujah, and then you see them at the mall. And they smiling? After what they did to me. Situation. Say situation. So then I got to get a revelation. Say revelation. Then after I get my revelation, I have to make modification. And from modification, I got to go to application. And from application, I get, watch this word, manifestation. I cannot see a miracle manifest if I haven't modified anything. I need you to catch that because sometimes you're sitting back, I'm just waiting on God, waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord. And the Lord is like, what you waiting on? I'm just waiting on you to come through. God is like, you haven't modified anything. I gave you revelation. I gave you series after series after series. And you clapped and you shouted and you didn't change. So the miracle you want is a miracle that we haven't ordered. I love you, though. Ooh, but I'm not healing. I love you. Come in, mamas. You can love your kids. And they'll be stuck. No, mama, we're still going to get ice cream. Ice cream? Is that room still dirty? Yeah. But that's, that's your ice cream right in there. That's where your ice cream at. Get the ice cream from up under that bed. It's atrocious what's up under that bed. Clean that room up. What you asked for it for? So watch me. Here's number two. Here's point number two. Obedience is a miracle worker. <gasps> Whoa. Obedience is a miracle worker. Now, I know the word obedience in modern culture. We don't like that word. Obey? They don't even put it in marital vows anymore. You know, it's like to talk to and... <laughs> To conversate. And <laughs> put it in there like, obey. But can we just look at the Bible, though? Can we look at the Bible? And this is, this is a church. Can we look at the Bible? Okay. 1 Samuel 15, 22. Just the last part of 1 Samuel 15, 22. Watch what it says. To obey is better than sacrifice. And to listen 
than the fatter rams. Let me tell you what happened here. King Saul, he's the king. And sometimes it's dangerous to give people power because they'll think that they can usurp the power that gave them power. The Lord regretted that he made Saul king. That's a deep place to be where God's like, I wish I wouldn't, this guy, I wish I wouldn't have done that. God's like, I wish I wouldn't have done that, not because he's not perfect, but because he's intentionally defiant. I say jump, he sits. I say go to the left, he goes to the right. I say don't do it, he does it. And then when we talk about it, he laughs and giggles, giggity, giggity, like it's funny. So I was like, you know what, you know what? So, so he goes and gets Samuel. In fact, he conjures Samuel up from the dead. He gets a medium, a necromancer to come conjure up Samuel from the dead. And Samuel, who's the man of God, comes. And, and so he's like, listen, God won't, I can't hear God. There's this disconnect between God and I. And Samuel is like, I'll tell you why there's this disconnect between you and God. There's a disconnect because you did what you wanted to do. Well, I, I was going to sacrifice to the Lord. And so he says, listen, God didn't ask for an offering. He asked for obedience from you. He says, so what you're doing is, watch this, you're trying to do, watch this, let me go to the mamas again since it's Mother's Day. Mamas, have you ever said, you told your kids to do something? They didn't do that. So they go do something totally different, hoping that the different that they did is going to make up for what you asked them that they didn't do. Okay? And you're like, look, that's nice, but I said do this. So they want credit for the extra, not realizing you can't get extra credit if you didn't do the main thing where you got some credit. Y'all not talking to me. So King Saul didn't obey. He thought God made suggestions. And he even believed that he had a better way than to obey. And let's be honest, parents, I mean, uh, mama and daddies, uh, let's be honest. How many times have your children, you told them, listen, that person, that's a bad news over there. It's, it's written all over the place. That's bad news. Literally, it's on their forehead. Bad news. And your child is like, mm-mm. You don't understand. That's my friend. You don't understand them the way I do. You don't get it. And then sometimes you got to step back and just say, well, okay. And then two weeks later, can you believe what they did to me? What they do. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what you parents need to learn how to start saying. I told you. Y'all too nice. Well, come here, son. Give me a hug. Yeah, give me a hug. I told you. Well, I don't want to beat them up. No, no, no. But they need to learn how to obey. Yeah, yeah. You're not beating somebody up because you're showing them the error of their ways. Somebody that loves you would show you the error of your ways. Y'all not saying nothing to me. If you got a bunch of Kool-Aid on your pants and your neighbor saw the Kool-Aid on your pants and didn't say nothing to you, but watch this, looked at somebody else, point at it, and never helped you realize it's red Kool-Aid on your pants. You ain't my friend. You hate me. I need you to touch your neighbor and say, thank God we caught the Kool-Aid. Thank God. What are you saying, Bishop? Thank God for people in your life that will tell you the truth. Thank God for people in your life that will say, listen, you may not like what I have to say, but what I'm saying is to help you. The most major modification we can make 915 is obedience. Whoa. Which is, which is nothing more, let me, let, me, let me lighten it up, which is nothing more than follow through to the revelation received. We often look at people in the Bible like Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Moses' parents, the Israelites, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. They were blown away by what God did in them and through them, but the only special thing about them is that they obeyed. That's the only special thing. That's why Hebrews 10.36 says that after we obey, then we'll obtain. Watch this. 
hear me, 915, and hear me clearly. Your days of shouting but not seeing have reached their end. Let me talk to this side because they ain't said nothing. Your days of shouting but not seeing it have come to their end. I just need somebody that knows that you're stepping into miracle signs and wonders to put a praise in this atmosphere because I'm not just going to be shouting about it. Baby, I'm about to see it. Somebody say, show you right. No, no, no. Now, let me show you this. Let me show you in, in, in an example because there's a few things that, that can keep us from obeying. But I want to show you this in example. First Kings 17 and 10. In honor of Mother's Day, I don't like preaching traditional messages. I don't like doing that. Um, but, but I'm just going to throw a little something, something in there. Because it's interesting, many of the miracles that happen in the scripture often uh, were from mamas. It's Bible. First Samuel 17, 10. So he arose. He's talking about Elijah. He's the prophet. He's the man of God. If you come up in the south, it's not man of God. It's the man of God. What is a man of God? It's a man of God. He's just got extra strength because he's a man. <laughs> That's what it said. First, first Kings 17, 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. Now, look at me. Here's the first thing about a widow. That means her husband has died, which means in the Hebrew culture, her primary way of earning income is gone. So that means she's going through a tough financial situation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering some sticks. And he called her and said, look at how he does it. Bring me some water so I can have some drink. He didn't say, hey, What's this? let me tell you why sometimes you miss out is because you think too highly of yourself. I didn't like the way so-and-so spoke to me. I didn't like the way this, and I need you to get over yourself. Would you touch your neighbor and say, get over yourself? Get sometimes it's going to come in a package that doesn't look the way you want it to look just to see if you're too arrogant to be able to apprehend it. He didn't say, hey, how you doing? Shalom. Good morning. What up, though? No. He said, hey, give me some water. I'm thirsty. Now, look, her husband's dead. In a moment, we're going to learn she's a single mom. I can only imagine her response. And the man said, really? Wow, fellas, you're supposed to say amen. Y'all left me hanging. This 915 is a little different. <laughs> what? Verse 11. And as she was going to bring it, whoa. She didn't get an attitude because she didn't like how she was approached. There are so many people that could be great but will never be great because they think too highly of themselves. God doesn't have to come to you the way you want him to come. Well, they need to be nice. They need to talk to me like this. You need to stop thinking it's about you. It ain't about you. The only place it's about you is in your head. Rest of the world ain't focused on you. Rest of the world ain't centered on you. And I know in America right now, we got a lot of people in high places that think everything is about them. But baby, I need you to know everything is not about you. I feel this. I think this. Didn't nobody ask you that. That's like you a business owner and one of your employees come tell you what they think. Well, baby, when you sign the text, then we can add that conversation. Until then, hold that to the meeting. 
Oh, y'all didn't like that. She was going to do it. She knew he was the man of God. Part of that is because of what he had on. He would have had on the Shamir, which would have identified him as a prophet, the man of God. As she was going to bring it, he called her and said, hey, why are you up? Bring me some of that white bread and butter. That's why preachers like bread, because it's been that way forever. He says, he says bring me some bread in your hand. I said, I want some bread, too. Now, watch this. This is amazing. And she said, so this is the first time they talked, because she was so busy obeying, she didn't get offended by the approach. I know it is. Because sometimes, watch this, sometimes, especially when you've achieved success, you think people owe you. So you can feel entitled. It's quiet in the church. But as you know, I used to do this. Keyword, used to. Okay, let's go back to the text. And she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked. <laughs> she said, I'm not Texas Roadhouse. We ain't been making bread all morning. Ready for your consumption. I'm not Red Lobster. Ain't no Cheddar Bay Biscuits here. <laughs> and she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour. Watch me. She says, what you're asking me for, I don't have. I only have a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. She says, I'm getting some sticks so I can go in and prepare. What are the sticks for? To set a fire so that I can prepare for me and my son. So watch this. Now she's a single mom, we know, so we can eat it and die. Watch this. She wasn't even looking for a miracle. She was just trying to manage her misery. She said, I guess this is just my lot. See, you can never receive a miracle you don't anticipate when you've decided to manage the misery that you have. And I need some of us, watch this, to realize that things, watch this, the truth is, yes, you're grateful, but I need you to realize it can get better. Yes, you're excited about what Jesus has done, but I need you to realize it can get better. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say your first name. Say, it can get better. It can. Don't just get stuck managing the misery. Don't get stuck saying, I guess this is just my lot in life. She says, we're just going to eat it and die. Watch this, verse 13. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go do as you said. Watch this. But first, make me a cake and bring it to me. After you do that, go make something for you and your son. Single mamas. What did he just say? Didn't I tell him I'm going to make a cake See, God always asks you for what you think is impossible. Because you want to see the impossible. So he has to receive the impossible. Why would God do that? It's because, see, watch this. God is like, I have the ability to do what you need. What I need to know is that I got you. And if I know I got you, is that if I ask you to do something that's impossible, you don't fight me over it. It's amazing that you'll fight God over $25 offerings. But you asked him to make you a millionaire business owner. 
It's, it's amazing that we'll fight God over forgiving somebody, yet you ask him to forgive you. We'll, we'll fight him over what's in our hands, and, and watch this, and expect him to release what's in his hands. Are you here, 915? All right, we're almost done. We're almost done because it's, it's quiet in this church. Watch this. Um, he says, give it to me first. This is a powerful principle here. It's the principle of first fruits. He said, bring it to me first. He says, I need to receive that from you first. And when you bring me the first, I will bless the rest. It's the same principle with tithing. Same principle with giving God, giving to God. Same principle with serving. Same principle with all these things. God says, I need it first. We look at music today. Do you not know that there is no music without the church? All the people you celebrate and talking about homecoming and this, that, and all that, and that's nice. Here's the ain't no homecoming if it wasn't a Houston church that gave her a microphone and a platform. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And it's amazing how people will forget the place that made them. I need you not to forget the bridge that got you over. I need you not to forget who prayed for you, who believed in you, who get. I need you not. Watch. He says, do this. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent. The jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she, watch me, verse 15. And she went. Watch what she didn't do. She didn't discuss it. That's what many of y'all do. You leave here and you discuss what you heard with people who didn't hear it. You calling somebody with no faith after you just got your faith filled up talking about what you think about this. They ain't got no faith. Asking the sick how to get well is very foolish. Watch. She didn't discuss it. She didn't go call her girlfriend. Girl, what you doing? Elijah up here talking about make this cake. See, this is why I don't be going to church now because. Oh, say amen, Denver. I promise you I'm not scared of you. I promise you I ain't scared of that Denver spirit. This is why I don't go to church now because see them church. This is why I don't do it now. It's why I just have church at home. That's why you and your son about to die. The church is imperfect people loving a perfect God, which means it, it ain't going to be perfect. We let you in. It can't be perfect. I'm in. It can't be perfect. But somebody shout, it's worth it. It ain't perfect, but baby, it's worth it. We are the imperfect being serving a perfect God, and we're working this thing out together. She didn't call her girlfriend, hey, can you believe what this man asked me for? How about they got a lot of outreaches to do? They so controlling. He gonna tell you to make a cake first. I'm so glad she wasn't so foolish to call unfaithful people. I'm so glad she didn't start thinking in herself and talk herself out of it. Too many of us have talked ourselves out of obeying because the instructions seemed like they were too big to follow. I need you to know you're sitting next to a curse breaker, a history maker, a world changer, the interruption to the dysfunction, touch your neighbor. So you don't have a clue who I am. This woman 
says, I'm about through. This woman says, this woman says, she did it. <laughs> and she went and did as Elijah said. And she, watch this, and her household ate for many days. We got a problem. We got a 911 situation. I thought it was just her son. Watch me. She had gotten so discouraged, she wasn't even going to try to feed the rest of them. She was only going to try to feed her son. Which means, watch this. The Bible says that in her management of misery, she had reduced her life down to thinking that this was going to be her and her son's last meal. And then God sent instructions. Can we walk it out? She had a situation. Elijah shows up and gives her revelation. So now she walks in application uh, because she's made modification and so now she's able to see manifestation of her. I need y'all to act like you just heard what I just preached a minute ago. She had an impossible situation. Elijah shows up with revelation. She makes modification and she takes it into application and the Bible says she gets manifestation. She said we're going to die today. This is our last meal. We out of here. And look at verse 16. And the jar of flour was not spent. Stop. Everything she needed for her miracle, she has. She just didn't know what to do with it. Woo! The reason I need revelation is because what I need, I have. I just don't know what to do with it. Everything you need, you have. The reason we need God is because you don't know what to do with it. It was her oil, her flour. The jar of flour was not spent. Neither did the jug of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. So what keeps us from obeying? One, you ready? Here's why we don't obey. Here's why we get revelation and like, let me think about it. Let me pray about it. <laughs> That's the most crazy statement Christian folk be saying. I'm going to pray about it. There's nothing to pray about. What was the instruction? Follow it. We don't want to do that. I'm going to pray. All right. Number one, rebellious. Sometimes you're just naughty by nature. Come here, Tretch. I'm going to need you. First Samuel 15, 23 says rebellion is the sin of divination or witchcraft. Check this out, which means every time we go against what we know to be the instruction, the Bible says you're operating as a witch. And that's deep because in American culture, we think of witches with broomsticks and, and cauldrons and green skin. Here's the deal. Maybe they got nice skin. Mac makeup. Nice purses. Or whatever. You catching the point? Whatever. And this could be a man, too. And they're like, okay, you know, stand. You can't even fully sit. You just are naughty by nature. I just don't want to do what they said to do. Which means you really got a deeper issue. You have an issue with leadership, which is why you have an issue with God. Because you see leadership as flawed, so you see it as your right to challenge it. So God will reward you with followers. You missed what I just said. He'll reward you with some people like you to show you how you are. Here's the next reason we sometimes don't obey, is we have a stolen heart. Something stolen our heart away from God. And this can happen. This can, this can happen in friendship. You can have a friend and so their heart is stolen. They were your friend real tough, real, I mean, y'all was, was in it. 
That was your ride or die friend. Got it? And they were really good for you. And then, and then Nunu show up. And then when Nunu show up, all of a sudden, they ain't stolen your heart away. You can have this in relationships. Got it? Well, you, you know, y'all are in it, y'all are in it, y'all are in it. And then somebody can show up and steal your heart away. I was watching this movie yesterday called Intruder. And, 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 and I'm going to spoil it. Get your own mic, okay? Um, <laughs> see? See how y'all do? No, that ain't no joke. No, that is not a joke. Undo that. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So in the movie, one of the characters has her heart stolen. So much so she doesn't miss that who she's drawn to is about to take her out. Sometimes this happens with God. This happens in life. In 2 Samuel 15, 6, thus Absalom did to all of Israel who came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. 2 Samuel 15, 6. These were David's people. Let me even say that in church that can happen. I come against anything that, that's not in alignment with the house. If you're having side conversations that's taking you away from honor, away from order, that ain't God. It's quiet. They're going to steal the hearts of people. And that's amazing. Can you say, well, you, that ain't your person. But no, notice what the Bible says. He stole the hearts. Parents, you can deal with this sometimes in blended families. Well, you got this group over here, this group over here, and so this group over here talking about your mama this, your daddy this, your daddy this, your daddy this. And then they go over here and all that, and they're stealing the hearts. So that when you say, y'all go do this, I don't have to listen to her. I don't have to listen to him. Hearts can be stolen. I hear what I'm saying? Okay, it's quiet. All right, here's his last two reasons. I'm done. I promise I'm done. I promise I'm done. And I'm getting ready to close. Watch this. Dull hearing. Hebrews 5.11. Sometimes you just don't listen. Listen, Linda. Hold on. Come on, cameraman. Get my foot, though. Got to get the foot. Because that little boy on YouTube, he was like, listen, Linda, honey. Listen. And he put his little fit up like this. Touch neighbor say, listen, Linda. And it's okay. Don't be offended, fellas. If she, you know, just, just it's okay. It's a joke. He says, "I have a lot to say to you, but it's hard to tell you anything because you're dull of your hearing." He says, "While I'm talking, you're not listening. You're preparing to respond." <laughs> you ever talk to somebody like that? What a conversation is. So. <laughs> Come here, you want to preach? Come here. So sometimes, even in church, and the word's coming forward, we're like, the whole time the message is coming forward, we're just talking. Not out loud. Talking right here. Obey, obey. <laughs> this man is crazy. I, I, I'm going to smile, though, because... You're about to have me touch my neighbor, and I don't want to not be smiling when I touch my neighbor. It's coming any minute. I feel it. He's about to do this, and he's about to say, touch your neighbor. He's about to pull it on in, and he's about to. It's coming. I sense it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Ooh-wee. Dull of hearing. I can hear. I hear just fine. I ain't got no problems hearing. 
Here's the last reason why we don't obey. You ready? Here's the last one. Watch this. Proverbs 13, 12. It's because we've lost hope. When you lose hope, you'll think obeying doesn't work anyhow. Why obey? It didn't work. Am I in your Kool-Aid yet? It don't work. And since it don't work, why do it? Anybody, let's be honest. Anybody, just come on, let's tell the truth. Let's just go and pop this thing and shout real fast. You ready? Anybody in the last 12 months when it's come to something about God's word, you're like, it don't work. Just, just let's tell the truth. Let's just tell the truth. And here's what you need to know. It does work. Here's the test. Can you work it when it looks like it doesn't? I, I, I know that's tough, right? Can you work it when it feels like it doesn't? Because in that Bible, if you read the stories, the psalmist had to say, I'll bless the Lord when, at all times, which means when it looks like it's working and when it looks like it's not. It may feel like it's not working, but baby, I got to stay in there. I got to keep pressing. I got to keep pursuing. It's just like going to the gym. It may look like it ain't working, but if I'm faithful, I'm going to see some results. It may look like being kind to those that did me wrong ain't working, but if I'm faithful, I'm going to see some results. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, keep being faithful. Keep being faithful. And if you keep being faithful, God says, I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. I will reward you. You will not be left outstanding. Throw your hands up. Say, Lord, restore my hope. Come on, 915. Say, Lord, restore my hope. If you've fallen away from Jesus, I speak hope into you. If you feel like giving up, I speak hope into you. If you don't think it's working, I speak hope into you. Shout, yeah. It says... Hope deferred means I put it off. It makes the heart sick. Heart in Scripture is the mind, which means your mind will start saying stuff you know isn't true. Like, God ain't real. If he was real, why did he let that happen? You know that's not true because you know the only reason you're still standing is because of God. You know the only reason you haven't lost your mind is because of God. You know the only reason that you're still here is because of God. But your mind will become sick when you lose hope. And so you'll say it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. And if you study this Bible, what if that woman that we just read about, what if she said, when Elijah said, follow these instructions, he's like, it ain't going to work. Why didn't it work before I was widowed? What, why, why didn't it work before, before I was in this situation? Why aren't these other people in my household helping contribute? It don't work, but she followed the instructions. In church, we just read, when she followed the instructions, what she had turned into a miracle. The miracle was in her obedience. I just got to follow it through. I follow it through. I follow it through. I follow it through. I follow it through. Oh, might fall, but I follow it through. I follow it through. I follow it through. Father, I pray that you would increase our follow through. Our obedience and adherence to the revelation we receive about our situation. You're the God that can defy natural circumstances and situations. 
So today we bless you and we honor you. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. 